0: Welcome to the Amy Egan podcast, where each Saturday, Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach Amy Egan talks women's basketball and much, much more. We'll talk about past games, future games, players, the Ohio Valley Conference, the NCAA, academics, careers, and many other interesting topics. This week, we talk about the win against Eastern Michigan. We talk about Monday's Education Day games, it's going to be pretty cool, with assistant coach Taylor Birch. We'll ask Coach Egan about the holiday season practices, conditioning, and free time. I'm sure the players are all interested to know how much free time they're going to have. And freshman Michaela Cunningham is joining us. And Michaela, I, we're getting close to the Christmas season, the Christmas holiday. Are it's, you eager to get home after
1: your first semester in college? Um. Yes, I'm very excited to get home. I'm ready to be with my nieces and just enjoy the time with my family.
0: And briefly, tell us where you're from, what high school you went to, and what what city that's in.
1: Right. Okay. So I am from Kansas, uh, Salina, Kansas. And the high school I went in, Salina, in Kansas, was uh, Central, Salina Central. Um, okay. But I previously, for my senior year, moved to um, Ohio and went to Spire Academy.
0: Oh, okay. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. Well, you know, you've been now, you're, you're wrapping up your first semester. I presume, Michaela, your finals are done. Yes. And how did they go?
1: Uh, they went well. I didn't really have much finals this semester, but okay. they went well. So what's been the
0: best part so far about being a Lindenwood student?
1: Yes. The best part about being the Lindenwood student is the support from the teachers. They're very flexible when you're a student athlete. And so I feel like that's the best part. And then also the campus view. Everything's really beautiful here.
0: So. Cool. right? cool. And of course, if you ask the best part, you have to ask... What's been the most challenging or worst part of that first semester, at
1: Um, I would say probably the challenging part is just um, being a freshman. So the time management of like practice and then sports and then you have school. So I would just say the time management part.
0: Yeah, I've heard that before. And mm-hmm. you'll get better with that, I'm sure, in the coming <laughs> months and years. It's, it's almost a necessity. And I guess the next question I ask is, what were the factors? That led you to join Coach Egan at Lindenwood University? Uh,
1: there were so many factors, but I would say the biggest one was that she was honest. Uh, throughout the whole recruiting process when she was at jury, even when she went to uh got her coaching job at Lindenwood, she was very honest about her coaching style. And uh I would say she didn't fake the recruiting process.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I've not heard mm-hmm. that before. Well, congratulations to Coach Egan on that. Yes. and all right it's still early I'm gonna still call it early in the season mm-hmm. and just on the basketball itself what are some of the personal early takeaways for you from the first part of the season
1: um yes yeah, so the per the early takeaways I would say is just being able to fight through adversity um you have a lot of different challenges when you're a freshman and um when we're trying to connect with everybody and how they play and I just think Fighting through that adversity is one of the biggest takeaways that I
0: took. Well, it's interesting because many times I sit either close close by or next to um, Dr. Porter, and all during mm-hmm. Thursday night's game, I kept flashing them with my fingers a number of freshmen on the floor. <laughs> I don't think there was ever a time that it was fewer than two or three, and it's mm-hmm. fascinating to watch because you may know may or may not know that I've been to a lot of Linwood games, Linwood women's games over the years, and it's just fascinating for me to watch the talent. So, my congratulations yes. to you. For, for fighting through those challenges and that adversity, because that's something that everybody can do. And it's early in your college career. What's your major right now, Michaela?
1: Um, so I actually just recently switched it, so it's psychology now.
0: And, you know, the, the four years with Coach Egan and, and Coach Burch and Linda Wood is probably going to go by pretty quickly. At the end mm-hmm. of that four years, what do you think you want to do after college?
1: Um, So I actually want to have three jobs. <laughs> Okay. So, um, <laughs> I want to be a sports psychologist, um like a personal trainer for kids because um my major before that was early education, so I just really want to work with kids, and then I also might possibly want to be a coach.
0: <laughs> you want to be a basketball coach? yes oh goodness gracious that's that's <laughs> a that's a no pressure easy to do career, and I'm sure Coach Egan would probably not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, again, I know you're still a freshman, but you've gone through the recruiting process. You finished a very successful high school basketball career. Michaela, mm-hmm. okay, if there's one piece of advice you would give to other young women looking to play D1, really, for that D1 basketball, because you've got some experience now, what would that mm-hmm. one
1: top piece of advice be? Um, again, with that adversity thing, I just would say to never give up when it gets hard, um, especially for here we get coached hard and for us it's if you give up it's it's going to be hard and it's going to be a struggle for the rest of your four years so just to never give up when it gets hard and to work on your craft when nobody's watching
0: oh interesting that's really mm-hmm. interesting
1: huh and i'm guessing that you know i'll
0: release a podcast later this morning and coach ward will get that out there and i'm guessing you'll share the link with your family since you're going to be listening michaela what what do you want to share with your family what do you want to say to them as they listen to you on your first ever podcast sometime in the next few days.
1: Yes. Um, Hey, family. Um, I love you, and thank you for your support.
0: Oh, man, I've got (laughs) tears in my eyes here in West St. Louis County. Well, Michaela, as your teammates have done, you did a fabulous job on this, so I thank you for taking time out of an early Saturday morning. Thanks for getting up and joining us today. So uh, uh, best wishes. I'll be there on Monday, again, providing guidance to the referees. I tried to do a foul count on Thursday night. I'm not sure they were listening to me. I'm not sure, Amy, you heard me either when I was dividing the number of fouls they called. It was 40-something when I last checked. But anyway, I'm there to provide guidance. (laughs) I'm there to provide guidance to the referees, whether they want it or not. So, Michaela, best wishes. I'll see you around many times, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thank you. And one of the first things I, well, of course, when anybody new comes into your world, you kind of research them. And, of course, when Coach Egan was announced as the Linda Wood coach back earlier this spring, I went and checked on what she'd done. I watched some video clips, and, and it was fun. But I, I noticed that they had something called an education day, where they had what appeared to be a packed arena at Drury University down southwest Missouri. And what I found out was the young woman who organized that was, is now one of Coach Egan's assistants. Coach Taylor Birch joins us. And Taylor, welcome. Again, thanks for getting up this morning.
2: Hi, good morning. No problem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting day for me at the Highland Center on Monday. Tell us about this Education Day event, really the history of it, and what it's going to be like on Monday.
2: Yeah, so when I uh, took the job at Drury, they had this um, big game called Kids Day, Kids Day game. And I believe Coach Egan in the past had um, been running it and making sure all the students got there. So she kind of taught me Uh, A few of the ins and outs on what was best to get the most students there. So I kind of dove in my first year, it was a little tough. Um, COVID kind of still had a little lasting effect on that with um, like public schools being able to get buses and travel and all that sort of stuff. And then my second year there um, I guess all of those regulations had kind of been lifted and um, more of the previous students in schools that Coachigan had been reaching out to were able to come. Um, so we just kept trying to fill it, fill it, fill it and calling more and more schools. Um, I think every day I was on the phone trying to get a hold of principals, trying to get um, as many students there as possible because it's just such a good day for um the young kids to experience a college basketball game a lot of times it's their first time ever coming to a college one and two coming to a college basketball game and getting to see uh especially girls just be able to be in that atmosphere and work hard and play hard and play play together as a team and enjoy what they're doing on the court um on the other side of that it's sometimes teachers first time experiencing that as well interesting um they get an opportunity to not only watch our girls, but they get to meet them. We usually send our girls up into the stands and get to, they get to talk to them and ask them questions and actually kind of build a relationship with them. So I think they all love it. Our kids love it. They love to play in front of all the kids. Um, It's super loud. So it's a really good opportunity for our kids to kind of just roll the ball out and play. They can't hear us the whole time telling them what to do. So they have to kind of fend for themselves, which is also fun. So I think we all really enjoy that day.
0: I think it was a Cincinnati game earlier this year that they had their education day. And I know the ESPN <laughs> had fun talking about the reaction of the students. And they, they did a lot of screaming. So that, that was, yeah. I, I'm eager to see yeah. what
2: that's Yeah, going. so they play all their favorite songs that they know the words to. And they don't necessarily sing. They just scream. They scream <laughs> the lyrics, which is so good. <laughs> it's so fun. It's usually Christmas music, so it's fun. Well, that, oh, that will be good. I never thought of that.
0: So, all right. Tell us about St. Charles. You've been in St. Charles now for quite a few months. Uh, what have your initial reactions been for both really, the community of St. Charles and for Lindenwood?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I personally love St. Charles. I love Lindenwood. I take a walk every morning around campus because like Chaos said, it's so pretty. Um, for me, I, I like to exercise and Lindenwood has a pretty hilly, hilly campus, so it works out really well for me and it's pretty. Um, I think Everybody on Lindenwood campus has been so nice and welcoming to us. It's been a lot of fun doing tailgate at football games. We've gone to some volleyball games. Even our games have been really fun. Um, I have nothing but positive things to say about Lindenwood and its campus. St. Charles, I love St. Charles. I'm a huge shopper, as Cochica knows, and there's so many options. There's You can go any direction from campus and I can find shopping. (laughs) So that's my favorite thing. Um, It feels really safe. And the biggest thing too for me is that our girls love it. So that makes our lives easier. They have stuff to do. Um, It feels safe. We don't have to worry about them or worry about getting a phone call in the middle of the night. So it's been really good. Cool, cool. And you've...
0: Seen some D1 programs up close in the last six weeks or so. What are your, what's your, what are your perceptions, your personal perceptions about the quality of, of women D1 players, especially compared to what you saw um, when you were at Drury with Coach Egan?
2: Yeah. So I, I, first off want to say I love D2 basketball. I absolutely love it. Um, but the biggest difference that I have noticed is probably the efficiency at this level um, And the players, especially, they just really, they really get what it takes and kind of cut through some of the uh, mistakes and really know how to put the ball in the hole. So that's probably the biggest difference that I've noticed. But my personal favorite characteristic for any player in the game of basketball is players that just work hard, do the dirty work and just love to win. And that's the same at all levels. So
0: and then finally, what are what are the other what are the roles that you play in supporting coach Egan and her program?
2: Um I would say my biggest roles are probably like the day-to-day um, weights um conditioning kind of watching over that, working with our strength and conditioning coach, working with our trainer, um figuring out who needs to who needs more rest, um who maybe needs to eat more, those kind of things and making sure they're getting to class, getting there um assignments done I'm pretty I'm pretty tough on them with the class part. Um, I, I I pull a lot of them in and make sure they get their work done. I don't really have much tolerance for for lacking in the classroom just because um, you're here to play sports doesn't mean that we're not paying attention to their education. Um, that's number one always for us. Um, I also just love building relationships with the girls. I think I have, A really good relationship with all of them. Um, I can relate to all of them in some way, and um, probably what I've learned most in coaching is that everything that I experienced when I was a player happened to me for a reason, so that I can help them. And so I really try to remember that Um, as far as working with them and working with our coaches. I'm just always trying to learn. I always want to learn. I always want to see how other people see the game. I was I was I was not an athletic player. I was a really smart player. So um that part of basketball is really fun for me so that's how i try to contribute
0: well that does it if i had a college age daughter who played d1 basketball taylor she's going to Lindenwood.
2: perfect send her on over
0: that's never going to be the case but if that were the case <laughs> that would that would be hey, what maybe i maybe
2: a granddaughter maybe a granddaughter we're, we're well, old now right
0: well we can talk about that story off off camera sometime <laughs> that's that's funny though that's funny <laughs> Taylor, best wishes for for your work at Linwood and wherever your career takes you. And I look forward to working with you and the girls in the coming months and years.
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so
0: much. It's my pleasure. Amy, I understand that you got wet Thursday night. Mm -hmm. I got soaked. Let's let's not say wet. I got soaked. Well, you got to tell us about the game, but more importantly, tell us about that post-game celebration. Yeah. You know, it was actually um, kind of
3: emotional. Um, you know, I, I kind of was tearing up within the game. I was just so proud of the girls and proud of my staff, uh, and and getting that done and getting that accomplished. And um, you know, I, I think, you know, I told the girls the message after the game, and it was just really like, I, obviously, I was happy that they won and and proud of them for for winning that game and and finding a way to win. But what I'm most proud of is how they have handled this process. Um, you know, we have really, really, I know I've said it over and over, but we've really coached them hard in practice. We've really demanded a lot of them, uh, in practice, in the classroom, uh, off the floor and, you know, and they have handled it so, so well without seeing immediate gratification. And I think that's hard for kids these days. Um, but this group has really just stayed, stayed with us, uh, really just believing in what we're doing, believing in what we're building here. Uh, believing in each other, and that's what I'm most proud of is is how they have handled that whole process with stuff, um, and uh, how it led to to the win the other day uh, against Eastern Michigan. Um, and um, man, I was fun celebrating with all of them afterwards. Um, you know, I I get soaked any day. Uh, if we can be who we are and, and end with a W, um, I'll let them soak me any day. But um, again, just just really proud of of the process that has gotten them here and how they've handled it, especially being such a new group and a young group, um, just um, just phenomenal young women.
0: I noticed with interest, or noted with interest when Taylor was talking about the difference between D1 and D2 players and that the D1 players can create shots. And I think I noticed that more for the first time this Thursday night. Did I see that correctly? Yeah, I think so. I mean,
3: um, you know, I think for us, we we've probably struggled. Uh, we struggle both sides of the ball, um, but we have struggled a lot with um, just some offensive stuff and understanding, you know, good shots, bad shots. And that's not our kid's fault at all. It's because we've been working so hard on the defensive side of the ball that we haven't gotten to some of that. Um, but I think, you know, we still have such a long ways to go. It's, um, you know, it's crazy just watching even the Eastern Michigan film again, just how, how much more we need to get to do to get better and uh, the areas that we can get better at and what we can continue to add to our, our kids' games offensively and defensively and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, I do think, you know, the difference in when you talk about kids being able to play a lot more one-on-one at this level um, and hit shots at this level when they're open – um, it's a big difference between a lot of D1 and D2 kids.
0: Interesting. And right, now you get a chance to brag on one of your staff. Talk about the work that Coach Birch has done in organizing. Mm-hmm. I know she's helping out and helping organizing Monday's Education Day event.
3: Yeah, well, I, I think uh, Taylor definitely sold herself short when she talked about the things that she does, because um, I don't think that even what she mentioned touches – on the impact that she has in our program on a day-to-day basis. Um, I mean, she's a do-it-all coach, you know, and um, I've said it from the time she was my GA, um, her future is so bright because she has that drive. She has that want to, to learn. Um, she works so hard. Um, and she just is able to connect with the kids, uh, on a, on a great level. So I think she really sold herself short when she talked about the things she does, because she does way, way, way more for our program than, uh, what she mentioned. Uh, and it goes really, really deep into our program. So, um, definitely, I mean, she's someone that, you know, I think for, for me is, um, you know, I don't have to say a lot to her because she just knows, she knows what she needs to do. And she, she does above and beyond what she's expected to do. And I think, um, you know, that, that says a lot. And you talk about the kids day. I mean, technically we have somebody on campus that does our marketing with all that stuff to get kids here. And, Um, you know, she wasn't satisfied with how many kids they had here. So, you know, she gets online and looks up all the private schools and finds out their contact info and sends it to the marketing department. Hey, we got to get more kids here. And, um, so when you talk about like those kind of things, um, she just does it on a very high level on a day-to-day consistent basis. Uh, so very lucky to have her here with us.
0: So, so would you be okay if I stole Taylor and let her do some marketing and ask her to do some marketing for me?
3: um sure uh she i don't know if she has time she's too busy shopping or something on the side Uh, i was
0: expecting you to say go jump in a lake gary but okay (laughs) Uh, well
3: i keep her uh probably way too busy so um (laughs) i don't know
0: how much spare time she has on top of that all right and and the holidays are headed we talked about that a little bit with michaela And how do you normally, you've done this for many, many years now, how do you normally handle the practices and the conditioning and the free time for your players during the holiday season? Well,
3: you know, I I think the biggest thing is challenging them, you know, Um, you know, at this point, all of them are done with finals uh, and, uh, you know, you have an opportunity to get a little bit more rest, but how do you spend your spare time now, you know, when there's not other students on campus, it's just pretty much us and, you know, men's basketball with it. Um, are you spending it you know, on your phone? Are you spending it in, in your room? Or are you getting some extra shots up in the gym? Uh, are you working on your, on your skill level? Um, I think Christmas break is just such a great opportunity for that. You know? And, and when, whatever program I've been in, I've always talked about that at the beginning of break is how are you going to spend these, this extra time that you have? And I think that says a lot about you know, a program, a team, an individual Um, you know, how they choose to spend their time during that time. So um, we definitely, you know, I think have some extra time that they can be in the gym. Uh, I think it's also a great, great time for them to spend some time together. I know they do that a lot already, but, um, you know, that team bonding stuff can always get better and better. And yeah, I think what you're seeing right now a lot with our kids is whether it's in practice or in games is that they're starting to be able to hold each other accountable too. And, and that's because they've spent so much time together and um, really formed that connection that you need in order to hold uh, somebody accountable. So I think there's a, a lot of ways they can spend in the challenges uh, as individuals in a team. How are you going to do that?
0: And then my final question is, of course, I'm going to be at the game on Monday morning. Should I bring should I bring your plugs?
3: I suggest yes. I might have them on the sideline. Uh, No, it is. um, Man, it's an awesome day. It's just such an awesome day. Uh, Probably one of the worst days to try to coach in as a coach, as Taylor said, uh, because literally the kids can't hear you say anything. Uh, But such a fun day for um, the students in the crowd and also, you know, our players and um, just like I reminded our players before Cincinnati and I'll remind them before this game, you know, you had the opportunity today to, to impact and, and, uh, young, young students and to show them whether it's how to handle adversity or how to handle, um, you know, being a great teammate, you're going to make an impact on them that for some of them, kind of like Taylor said, it's going to be the first time, uh, being in this situation and seeing those things. Um, you know, I think our goal is for all those kids to leave here with a dream, um, whether that is, you know, a dream to play college basketball or um, a dream just to do something great with their lives. And so I think it's a great opportunity for um, us to to have that impact on a lot of, of young, young students. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to try to string two wins here together. And um, that'll be something I think also very special. So. Uh, excited for an opportunity to get back out there with the squad.
0: All right. Well, I'll I'll bring my earplugs, but remember I'm <laughs> old and decrepit, so I hope I don't you know suffer too much from that. So we've come to the end of this podcast episode with Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach Amy Egan. Today, assistant coach Taylor Birch joined us, as did freshman Michaela Cunningham. I encourage you to share the podcast link with friends and families and neighbors. If you have specific questions or comments for Coach Egan for future podcasts, email them to gstocker that's G-S-T-O-C-K-E-R at lindenwood.edu. Coach Egan, Coach Birch, Michaela, I wish you all the best. We'll talk next time. Thanks, Gary.